We are starting a new parak, the second parak. The Mishnah starts, So this Mishnah is a continuation from the first parak. The first parak discussed the first Avoida in the base of Mikdash was the Trumas Adeshen. And that took place even before the Hakrava's carbon Tamid. The carbon Tamid was the first carbon brought, but the first Avoida, the first activity, was the Trumas Adeshen. So they had a raffle. One person was Zoycha to do it. Now he does it. So Ra'u Echav Shiyarad, the other Kahanim see that he is going down. He's already descending from the Mizbeach. And he has the pan of coals in his hand. So Vahim Ratzimabam, they start running. Mia Rovakitshu, Dan Raglim and Akir. Now they go wash their hands and their feet from Akir. Nalus Hamagrefois Vesatsinairis. They took shovels and forks. They go to the top of the Mizbeach. And now Ha'evarim Vahapedorim Shlenis Akunibarev. Now every night, we know from the first Mishnah and Shas, Brachas Davbez, that they had the Haktaras, uh, they had the Hector Chalav Mevarim. They, they would burn the fats and the limbs. We know that Tfilas Marev is Misaki and Keneged Haktaras Evarim Chalavim. So the fats and limbs would be burnt overnight. Now sometimes they wouldn't get fully consumed, fully uh, burnt. So what would they do with it? So that were not fully consumed overnight. So what they did was sunken or sulken son They would put it on the side of the mizbeach, and we're going to see at the end of this mishnah they would either burn it later that morning or later that night. They would put it back on the fire later on. So that was option number one. However, it may not the if there was no room on on the side of this fire for the extra meat, so then they would put it on the uh, on this ledge, or opposite the ledge, near the ramp, so that's where they would put it, and they would get rid of it later. They started, uh, they began to be malin they put ashes on top of this tapuach, tapuach means an apple, so imagine you're, if you're a Mets fan, the big apple. Now the apple, it, it means it was a big uh, apple-like, it was a round, what they call it is a, a mound. So imagine a pitcher's mound, but it was a round mound, and it was in the middle of the mezbeach, right in the middle. So that's where they would put ashes after after the uh, truma sedation. So pa'amim, so, so I'm sorry. The Mishnah says tapuach hayv emtsamizbech. So the Gemara, the Mishnah explains that there was a tapuach, this round apple, this mound, emtsamizbech, right in the middle. Pa'amim shahayu alav kishloish meus kar. So there were there were times of the year where they had three hundred kar of ashes on it, which we're going to see is an exaggeration. Ubaragalim and on yamun tayvim lahayu medash. And I said they specifically did not clean it out. It was nice for the Mizbeach to have a lot of ashes there. It looks like it was busy. So they kept it on Yontif. And all the days, don't think that this was because the Kahanim were lazy. Just the opposite. They always removed it when it got too big. They kept it neat. It was large and beautiful, but neat. It wasn't uh, because anybody was lazy. Okay, so that's this tapuach in the middle of the Mizbeach. So now, what they did was, they would bring up these gazirin. Gazirin are logs, these big uh, wooden logs, and that's how 
that, that would fuel the fire. Lesadras samaracha, that would fuel the fire, which they're going to bring all the carbonas on. So they start bringing up the wood. So you just said you could bring up wood. What type of wood? All wood is fine. Somewhere says, yeah, hein. So I'm sorry, the Mishnah says, hein. Kola eitzim kishen the maracha. All wood are good for the maracha, for the fire, except chutz mishal gefen mishal zayas, except for the wood from a grapevine of a gefen and a zayas, an olive tree. We're going to see why these specific fruit trees should not be used for firewood on the mezbeach. However, avol be'elu hoyer regilim. Even though all wood is fine, except for gefen and zayas, the following woods would be the typical trees they would use. So, Alav Elohei Regilin used to use Bimorbios with branches, Shalteina of a fig tree, Shalagos, or we have these walnuts or other types of nut trees, Vishal, Shemen, and of an olive tree. Some of the uh, Rishonim say the olive tree is a uh, a balsam tree. We actually had it in in the Daf Yemi today, on, on uh, Wednesday's Daf. And Shabbos talking about the uh, the uh, balsam oil, why you cannot use it for your uh, your Shabbos candles. Okay, so even though you could use all types of trees for all types of wood for the uh, maracha, they they did not. They only they would typically use fig trees, walnut trees, or other types of balsam trees. That was the three go-to woods. Next, see the rest of Maracha Gedala. So first, they arrange the uh, the Maracha Gedala, the big fire. Mizracha, this is towards the east of the top of the Mizbeach, the Chazisa Mizracha, and they had a window. They had a, imagine a, a space in between the the logs. There was a window. The end of today's daf will discuss what is the purpose of this window. That's the end of this end of this parak. So we'll see, imagine like just a, a big a window where there's no wood there. The tops of the inner logs would, Neugen would touch the tapuach, this mound apple in the middle. And there was space in between the logs. It wasn't flush against each other. There was space in between it. And they would light the fire from there. So you were able to stick in your torch or your lighter and you'd be able to light the fire. Bear room is sham Now from these this wood, so they used to they would typically use atzitaina. So they would take from the the best of this wood, they would take they would take some of it and see there is hamaracha shnia, like tyrus. They would make a second fire. This is called the maracha shnia, and this was done for the tyrus. You needed special wood for that, more uh because that katyrus ends up going into the hechel, into the base of Mikdash proper. So it needed a, a higher level of, of care. So they took the best of the Atitina for the Marechas Ashnia. Now, where was this located? Keneged Karen Maravas Doremus. It was in the southwest uh, corner of the Mizbech, which is actually facing the Hechel. Mushroom and a Karen Klab itself in Arab Amos. It was four Amos north from the corner. And they used to use five Sa'ah. Chamesh sin five saw of of coals, so that's the amount of coals they would use for this mareches shnia marachas shnia. Or b'shabes on Shabbos, they had they had much more. They had eight saw of coals. Why? You needed more. Shasham how you nice Besides for the katiras, they would put there the shnei b'zichel levaina shlechem upon them. So when the lechem upon them were brought, they used to bring in shnei b'zichel levaina two spoonfuls of the levaina spice which art scroll typically translates 
I have some type of frankincense. I don't know exactly what it is, but we call it levina. So they used to bring in the levina, and that would be burnt on the maracha uh, shnia as well. So this was on Shabbos. They added some coals for that purpose. Now, now back to the uh, original Avarim Abadarim Shlomis Achim Ba'arav. So when they originally came up to the Mizbeach, so they had to take away the fats and limbs that did not get burnt from the night before. So now, now they would put it back later that morning, they would put it back onto the maracha, onto the fire, and have it burn now. And they would uh, light the two fires, yet the maracha the, the main one, and he had the Marachah Shnia, they were lighted, and Yardu Bolahem Lishkas Agazes. After that, they went down to Lishkas Agazes, where they're going to have more raffles and start giving out the jobs and the tasks for that day of Avaida. So that's the Mishnah. Amar Rava. Rava says, so the first part of the Mishnah mentioned that you had this mound, this tapuach, in the middle of the Mizbeach, and it was able to hold 300 core of ashes. So Amarava Guzma, 300, 300 is just an exaggeration. Another example, So they would give the Tamid some drink. So you had a, uh, a Tamid lamb, and he needed a drink before uh, he was shechted. So they gave him a drink in a golden cup, a koshelzov. So Amarava Guzma, it's an exa- exaggeration. He used a typical cheap, you know, paper cup. They didn't use a gold cup. Amrabi Ami, Dibra Torah Lashon Havai. The Torah also speaks in, you know, imprecise language, meaning there are times when it just says, uh, ex- exaggerates, not always exact. So we'll see what, what that means. Dibra Nevi'im Lashon Havai, we see this in Navi, and Dibra Chachamim Lashon Havai, and we see this in Mishnah and in Talmud. We see the Chacham also say this. Dibra Torah Lashon Havai Tchsev, the Pasuk says, Aram Gedolos Uvetsuris Bashamayim. It says that, when, when uh, the uh, Meraglim went to went to uh, Eretz Yisrael, so they came back and they said that the Kanani lands are are uh, It's fortified up until heaven. What do you mean? It was uh, all the way up to the sky. Guzma. It's just an exaggeration. So that's where we see in the Torah that it's an exaggeration. Now the truth is, it's not the Torah speaking. It's really the the uh, Meraglim, it's quoting what the Meraglim had said back in Parsha Shalach, but either way, we're saying that's Dibra Torah Lashon Havai. Next, Dibru Chachamim Lashon Havai, the Chacham also speaks Lashon Havai, Hada Amar, that we said by the Tapuach is 300, uh, could hold 300 core. That's where Dibru Chacham Lashon Havai. What about Dibri Nevi'im? Dibri Nevi'im Lashon Havai, the Chsivit says, So Davar Amalach, uh, made Shloim HaMelech the king, and they were dancing, they were singing, so it says the ground split, there was an earthquake, so there wasn't literally an earthquake, but that's how loud the celebration was when Shloim HaMelech was being coronated. Okay, so that's another place where we see that uh, the Navi exaggerates. Only in three places three places the Chum exaggerated in Mishnayis that we just saw in the Mishnah Gefen, we're going to see that in a moment something about Gefen and the Mishnah that talks about the Parechas now when he says there's only three he's obviously arguing on Rava that they would give the Tamid a 
drink from from gold in, from a golden cup. So Rava said that Vama Rava Guzma, it's a Guzma, so Kamash Mulan, that Rav Yanai Barnachmeni, in the name of Shmuel, that that's not true. They did they did in fact give don't don't tell me it's a guzma, it's an exaggeration that they gave the lamb a drink from a golden cup. No. Kamash Mulan Hani in Rav Yanai Barnachmeni is telling me these three Gefen uh, sorry, tapuach kefen apareches, but not. There's no exaggeration when it talks about the golden cup. Hasam lie. Why? Because Inanias makamashirish, makamashirish. It wouldn't make sense for the base of midrash to have this simple plastic cup or a pail. It's uh, makamashirish. The base of midrash was a place of wealth. So yeah, in fact, they had golden cups even for animals to drink from. So there's only three times where it's exaggerated. So let's see. Tapuach had the armor. We have that's our Mishnah. The 300 core of ashes. Geffen. What, what's this exaggeration of Geffen? It's time we looked in the Mishnah. Geffen zav They had a golden Geffen, a grapevine, that was standing uh, by the entrance of the Hechel. Umudla agabe klunsois. It was hanging on poles. V'chomish nadev ale. Anybody that wanted to donate a leaf or a gargir, or you want to donate a grape, or eshko, maybe they could put a plaque on it for the right price, for an added fee, you could donate it and put your name on it. Or eshko, or a cluster of grapes to the base of Midrash, so maybe the Tarlaba. You bring it, and the Kayan would hang it up. I'm Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Tzaddik, and here's the exaggeration. There was, there was so many dona- donations that they needed 300 kahanim to, to clear it out. That's how that's how big or that's how much was donated. So that's another place where we exaggerated. Now, and again, we're using the term 300. So it's another time where we say 300 is an exaggeration. Pareiches, we said there's a exaggeration in regard to the pareiches, the curtain of the base of Middash. It's not in the Mishnah. Rav Shimon Leilimer, Mishim Rav Shimon Ben Hasagan, pareiches of your tefach. The thickness of the pareiches was a tefach. A tefach thick. Now it was al shivim u'shnayim even ne'er reges. It was woven on seventy-two uh, uh, threads. We'll call it threads. Ba'konima. I'm sure there's a more precise term for this, but we're just gonna call it threads. And seventy-two threads. Ba'konima v'nima esem ra'abachutin. And every you know uh, bigger thread, there is there was uh, twenty-four th- uh, strands. Archa arboam ama v'rachba esem ama. So it was forty amas long. And 20 amas wide, it was made from either 820,000 threads or 820,000 gold dinarim. That's how expensive it was. They made two of them every single year. Wow. It took 300 kahanim to tivel it. If it became tummy, there's a whole discussion how it became tummy, if it was attached to the ground. Ayin Sham Rishainim. But the, at some point it went to the mikvah, and there were 300 kahanim had to hold it, had to bring it to the mikvah. So what do you see from there? Another time where we're exaggerating, the common denominator for all these items is that we're using the term 300, so that's the shita of, of uh, Rabbiane by Nachmeni, three times where the Mishnah says 300, and all these are the exaggerations. Okay, so let's go back to our Mishnah. The Mishnah said, Hechelu malin ba, uh, ba gizr- 
So they, they start bringing up logs and they start making the uh, the big fire. And we said you could use all types of wood. You can't use olive tree and you can't use a grape vine for your wood. So Gemara says, honey, my time. What taco? What's the reason? Why can't I use wood for my uh, for my grape vine or wood from the olive tree for the base of Midrash? Isn't that beautiful? I'm bringing it to the base of Midrash. Why can't I use it? Honey, my time. Because there's not. If you look at a piece of wood, Google it, you'll see that wood has, you know, many wood, wood ha- has not. There's a whole discussion about burning it. Why exactly not form scientifically on wood? But it's not nice or it's not, not going to burn well, and therefore you should not, it's going to cause smoke, and therefore you should not use wood with knots for the base of Metosh. So Rav Acha by Yaakov Arman, that's not the reason. The reason of knots is not the reason. The reason is Misham Yishav Dar Yisrael. Because we care about Yishav Dar Yisrael, if everyone's going to be using their olive trees or their grapevines for wood for the base of Mikdash, we're not going to have any grapes, we're not going to have wine, we're not going to have olives. So Misham Yishav Dar Yisrael, they answered it. No olive trees and no grape trees. Mesve, they asked the following kasha, it says, Al eitzim eish. So eitzim hani toichim lios eish. That a person, you have to use wood that nitoichim, that melts, lios eish, to become charcoal, to become a good fire. Umayniu, and what is this? Dukri shapiri. These are, you know, fine logs. They don't have knots that come from the inside of the of the log. So the Gemara says, One second, are, but are, is everything good kosher for the Maracha? The Gemara says, Yeah, hein, kola eitzim kasherim, chutz men zayis v'gefen. Awa be'elu hoyeregil, they used to use these things. Pemrubiya shalteina, this is, you know, this is copying what our Mishnah says. Pemrubiya shalteina, these two branches of figs. Shalego shal eitz shemen. They used to use walnut, wood, and eitz shemen, and this balsam, Tree as well. Rabbi Lazar Moisif, he added, Avshal Mayish, Vishal Alon. Also, this tree called the Mayish tree and the Alon tree. They used to use these as well. Vishal Dekel, a palm tree. Vishal Charuv, a carob tree. Vishal Shikma, and a sycamore tree. So hold on a second. So this is a Brysa. So let's try to figure this out. We had this one of two reasons why you should not use Geffen or Zayas wood. One, one reason was because of these knots. The other reason was because of Yishav Eretzisro. This makes sense if you hold that the problem is because of the knots. So, we have a beautiful machlekes Tanakama and Rabbi Eliezer. Even though there's no knots on the inside, since there are knots on the outside, you cannot bring these woods He's talking about woods that have the, the wood that has knots, and therefore, even though it's not through and through, you still can't bring it. However, I'm sorry, Umar Savar came Since there's no knots on the inside, Afagav Even though there are knots on the outside, but since the knots have not, you know, penetrated and gone to the inside of the wood, Mycenon, you could still bring. These woods. So that's the Machlaikas Tanakama and and um and Rebel Yazar. Okay. So Right, so according to, just, just to repeat this. According to Rebel Yazar, you cannot bring Mayish, Aloin, Dekel, Kharav, and Shikma. You cannot bring these things because Rebel Yazar holds that 
once they already have knots on the outside, you cannot bring it. And the Tanakam held no, as long as there are no knots on the inside, there's no problem. So that's very good. So if the problem of bringing Geffen, an olive tree, is because of Yishev Yisrael, hold on a second, Dekel, a palm tree, me less be Mishem Yishev Yisrael? Of course, a palm tree would also have the same problem of if everyone's going to be bringing their palm trees to the base of Midrash, you're not going to have any dates anymore. So, so what about a fig? Right? A fig also have the same problem, a fig tree, of using it as a as wood for the Mizbeach. It would also limit the Yishev soil. You wouldn't be able to find figs. What are you going to respond? It must be the discussion was referring to because the Mishnah said, if you look back at our Mishnah, the Mishnah said they used, they used to always bring They brought branches of a fig tree. So how could they bring branches of a fig tree? Aren't you concerned? What are you going to respond? It must be We must be talking about a fig that doesn't produce fruit. A non-fruit-bearing tree. So the Gemara says, Dekonami. The palm tree in this brisa is also a bit of light of it, Perry, that doesn't produce fruit. And that's why you could still bring it for wood in the base of Mekdash, even though typically there's a concern of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. These trees, uh, do, you could find a species of a, a, a variation of this tree which does not bear fruit. So the says, I mean, it contained the after Perry. Is it true? Is there a fig tree that doesn't? Uh, produce fruit. The Gemara says, "Ain yet kederachva." Like the Amora Rachva, the Amorachva Rachva said, "Maisi teini chivasa." What they used to bring for the base midrash was these white fig trees. The shayfile bechava the tzavta, and they would rub it with a rope uh, that was made out of bark. So until you got rid of the barks of the trees, the sarachale bizra. So they, well, the point of doing this was they would get rid of the seed, the seed that causes the tree to bear fruit, they would get rid of that. The cover, they bury these trees. This is how they planted it. Where the by the riverbanks, if you look at the rush, that's how he explains it. Kaira Avda, every tree would would produce a kaira, like a thick board. But Avda, it did not produce fruit, similar to your dairy uh, lulavim. Very good lulavim. Very uh, very Inferior dates. Utlas brechiminayu, and there were three branches from from these trees. A bridge would not be able to even support three, uh, the weight of three branches being transported over this bridge. That's how strong it was. So in Taka, we did find a case where the teinim, the fig trees, were the, those that were not fruit bearing, and therefore the shita still stands that there might be a re- there's the machlekes why you cannot bring. Uh, grape trees or olive trees, either it's Mishum because of the knots or it's because that it is Mishum Yishav Dar Tisrael. Don't ask me about fig trees by Yishav Dar Tisrael. I could find you fig trees that are not fruit bearing, so it's not a big deal to bring fig trees in Taka. That's what they used to bring, and they used to plant it specifically for construction, and therefore there was no li- loan limitation on Yishev Eretisrael. Let's just finish off the last uh, part of this parak. See there's a maracha gedala. So the Mishnah said they made a, a window with the maracha. So imagine a, a big space, a big hole, 
that's facing the east. So the Mar says, my time. Why did they do this? In order that the wind should blow into it, and you know you have a you have an open part of this wall of the logs, so the wind will blow in. If you follow baseball, another baseball reference. So the wind in a stadium uh, typically or often depends on. You know, if the stadium is closed off or there's openings, so the wind is going to come in. So, the point was, they could be able to light the fire from this window. You already had space in between, the, right? We said the logs will not be flush against each other. The Mishnah said, so, should I have, so I should have space to light the fire with my lighter, with my torch. So I already have a place to light the fire. So I'm Allah. So the Gemara says, Mekaymis, Mekaymis, Avdi. They have different places. So you had options. I had I could light it from the window, or I could light it in between the logs. So I have options when I light the Mizbeach, light the uh, Marach on the Mizbeach, and that's why we constructed a window. And therefore, that's that's the end of this. Gemara, Hadrin Allah, Ru Achiv. So tomorrow we will start the third parak.